Hey, welcome to We're Doom Podcast. My name is Brandon McIntosh, and I'm here with a good friend of mine. He's also a very funny comedian, and I've been dying to get him on here, Christos. Hey. Hey, uh, buddy. It's a, I'm actually not really a, a comedian. No? What, what would no, you consider yourself? I don't know. Like, Performer? No, like I guess I am a comedian, but a clown? More, I'm just I'm just a guy, you know. You're just a guy with some things to say. Yeah, opinions. I was yeah. gonna make a lasagna, you yeah. know, a <laughs> yeah. four nice four cheese lasagna. Yeah. For but uh, you, were you asked bring me it? to be on the show, so. Okay, and you didn't bring the lasagna. No, no, you no. didn't get to start it because of me. Okay, I see how we're starting this. Thing. No, no, it's good. I'm like <laughs> blaming me for not making it's a lasagna. good. It's good. Okay, I'm just a, a a silly man, I guess. You know, you are a silly man. Um, how long have we known each other? 2019, I think so. When did you start doing comedy? 2018. 2018. Then. Okay. I, you weren't there for when I first started. I don't think but, so. Like, I showed up back. 2019, yeah. London, Ontario. That's where we're sitting. That's where I showed up. That's yeah. where uh, my girlfriend, her parents live. That's where we moved to. We got back from Australia. That's where I met you goofballs. You and Macal and uh, Yvonne and... Max, <laughs> oh, too. Max, right? all the whole gang. And like, all these people, I don't know. But yeah, you were by far my favorite. Mike. This, oh, this guy's a up. wild man. He just puts on a leather jacket and glasses, and he just he just you gotta takes over up. the room. Yeah. yeah, leaves everyone confused and wanting more. That's oh, the best you. way to describe it, I think. <laughs> That's it's always nice to to hear like people kind of getting the vision. I yeah, guess, yeah. It's, like, like, it's just absurdity. I think uh, if you like like Tim and Eric, absolutely that big kind fan of, of the ab- Tim and Eric absurd humor. Yeah. I think you can kind of get where I'm going. That's your flavor. Just the shirt you're wearing alone. You got little corgis hidden in the flowers. Yeah, her white yeah, shirt. You it's gotta... just, it speaks to who you are. <laughs> you're a silly man. Yeah. De- right down, right down to the heart. It's like uh, I'd always say at work, as a joke to everyone, like there's there's two kinds of people in a room. People are making a statement and people who are listening. <laughs> and so I I don't know. I guess I decided ironically as a joke to like live like that. that that's and that, fair. And that got me into doing stand-up in a way because I was like, oh, yeah. I feel like that's how you get through through life and you take different turns, right? It's just normally someone gives you good advice. You hear something, something inspires you, right? That's yeah. What, that's what you got you there. Speaking of work, I, I I don't want to jump into your old job here. You used to work at McDonald's, which makes me curious. Mm-hmm. Cause you worked there for a while. I want to know. Yeah. I want to know some dirt. Can I want to know some McDonald's secrets. Can, can we edit out the the what company name though? The company name? Yeah. No, I'm just fucking with what you. Yeah, call no, 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 no. Yeah. I'm just kidding with you. We'll call it Micker. You want the what? Like what? What Mac-as? kind of secrets? We'll call it the. We'll call it the Australian version. Maccas. 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 Okay. That's what they My call. My time at the Maccas. Um, there's got to be some dirt there. There's got to be some secrets. Uh, what doesn't the public know about McDonald's? What's going on with that ice cream machine? Oh, works. the ice cream machine. Did, did you have to sign like an NDA? You're just like trying to figure out how to say it properly without like the McDonald's dark, dark soldiers coming after that's you. That's the thing. That's the thing <laughs> I am considering now because when you work there, there's certain like yeah. confidentiality agreements you See, have to See, I sign, knew there was some right? dark shit going down. 
No, it's it's more just protecting intellectual like yeah yeah I understand properties I guess but I don't know if because with the ice cream machine it just always is cleaning it it has like an auto cleaning process okay and it's it's always doing that and if if it's not maintained properly then it it's doing it way more than it should okay so it's just it's just always cleaning that's why you can't get ice cream yeah yeah. <laughs> Just constant. Are you just the demanding the cleanest ice no, cream? No, you know, you know what though. Um, I have one time I was uh, I was going to work, and the one I worked at had a basement. Yeah. And there was like an office, and like all these dudes were just like talking really like secretively. Yeah. And as I walked by, like. They like all of them, like what the fuck and like what oh shit okay what did you so, speculate probably like price fixing of some sort <laughs> price fi- McDonald's <laughs> price fixing yeah that's yeah. the same across the board no that's the thing like different stores have different prices that's, that's crazy actually a, a kind is it of a thing. I, I've never paid close enough attention I know it's all gone up in price but like. I didn't know they were just competing with different prices. I think it's because different guys are like uh, franchise, are different franchisees. Yeah. So they have different patches and they can like set to a degree the price that they charge their food for. That must be so weird owning a McDonald's franchise. (laughs) I don't know, man. You must know. Is it true that there are trap doors in the play, the playgrounds? That will snatch children up into sex trafficking, mm. into underground tunnels linking other McDonald's. Is that true? I just made so that one. I up. signed I an make- NDA <laughs> on that one. Um, yeah, that's no. I had no. to. I, I just made that conspiracy up. But that's how easy it is, right? You yeah. know, I can go on Fortune right now, start blasting that. It'll get legs for sure. It's uh, oh, the world we live in. It's probably already out there. <laughs> exactly. The part. That Pizzagate thing that like that took off with the storm. To literally to people storming that literal pizza place, demanding to know where the the children are tied up. <laughs> where are the politicians lined up out the back door? Right. <laughs> Funny shit. What happened to that guy? Is he in jail or did he get? In... I have no idea. Probably jail, mental institution. Who knows? Anyways, Christos, whenever we have a guest on, yes. um, I'd like to f- figure out their biggest apocalyptic fear. Because that is what this podcast is about. It's about the end of the world, uh, for the most part, and just how we're all doomed in several ways. We, or This is episode 89, I believe, or 90, or something like that. Whatever it's going to be. But that's all we talk about. So I, I really want to know, what is your biggest apocalyptic fear? Hmm. That's tough. I I feel just like uh, it's a tough tough question. I feel like if there is any sort of apocalyptic event, I'm dying anyways. Okay, you know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. When if, you know when people talk about global warming, like day after tomorrow. Yeah, like where it just, everything I'm, freezes I'm, instantly. I'm dying. <laughs> In that light. Yeah, that scene where all the cars are getting washed up in the street. Because that guy Wade or Jake Gyllenhaal, like <laughs> no. I'm dead. Yeah. Same with like zombies and even like nukes. Like I think what scares me the most is just like a slow societal collapse of yeah. some sort. Yeah, so that's always the like, scariest. 
but I guess if if not so much as a fear, but like, what do you feel like you're most informed on about like what could affect our our downfall as a planet? What do you feel like you know, like you're up on? You're just like kind of piques your interest the most. Hmm. Hmm. I don't know. Like that's the thing. Like, and we've talked about this too. Where like I don't really uh, think about it too much. One thing you that's we, good. No one should. One, one, <laughs> one thing though. Don't listen to this podcast. <laughs> no, you should. You yeah, should. Yeah. Um. Man, I really don't know. You don't know. I, I I'm kind of, a, of I'm kind of a dabbler of everything. Where... Well, you did bring up slow societal collapse, so we can get into that. That's always uh, that's always fun, and we have a new a new contender thrown in the game the last few months, which is this new chat AI program, right? Okay, or, this, or whatever this algorithm is, that's now thrown into the mix. Mm-hmm. I didn't know the AI doom was coming so quickly, but you know, it kind of took us all by surprise. There's all the scientists coming out saying, like, we got to stop this because we don't know enough about it. And it could end our society Mm because it could just like they're going to figure it's going to figure us out. And it's just like going to make life just simpler and simpler for us until we're those people from fucking Wally. Right. (laughs) Just like or just have VR constantly just like floating around. Just like going to feeding stations and just plug a tube into us and just but we're really just watching like just the greatest thing ever on the vr right just forever trapped in it we you and me won't get that but like in the future like i I feel like those people are kind of yeah maybe our yeah maybe our grant the the great grandchildren the the babies that are around today might experience (laughs) (laughs) they don't know they don't know what in for they're in a great they're playing with legos they're having a great time those babies are in for some shit but yeah we're gonna be dead we're gonna Get over that. We're just going to run off to the woods and die there because I'd rather do that than be enslaved by yeah, this crazy, crazy world of AI. I, I guess like you, it, it's weird and I don't know a lot, but it's kind of why I brought that up. You ever think about like how much of like all of our day to day lives are like dependent on like legacy, like systems and shit like that? Like, like I, I like I I forget where, but it was an article that said like a bunch of banks rely on really old code and computers. Yeah, that like they if just those go update? down. Yeah, for whatever reason, I don't know why. I should have brought the uh, article with me, but it is a physical article. Yeah, <laughs> you just gotta paste it on your wall of other articles. You're one of those guys, huh? You're yeah, like yeah, a wall yeah. full of articles. Pulled from the newspaper, um, but no, you're right. yeah. It's and then and then I remember seeing somewhere like a video or something that said that a lot of nuclear silos in America are also just like super on, like, super old because you can't hack it. That's the thing. Like they can update things right and be mm-hmm. more connected and and things will work better, but. You can't hack these old systems. They're like analog systems. They're just like burnt. There's buttons and switches, and like they probably have to like do the thing where they both put a key in and turn at the same time. Yeah, but what happened? Like, I guess my fear is like, what happens when there's no one around to like, even like nuclear power plants, which mm-hmm. I think are amazing for Earth and like the ecological like yeah crisis happening. Like, it's this. I I'm pretty sure it's the safest. 
It is. It's because that that's but if what it's if getting people... safer all the time. And uh, the examples of like Chernobyl, another old like like was it Thousand Mile Island? What's that mm-hmm. one? Hundred Mile Island. Um, like those are examples of like shitty old reactors that weren't probably taken care of. But like if you just do it right and continue the progress of the like updating them and you'll be fine. Uh, yeah. It is the cleanest form of energy. E- even even with like stuff like those nuclear power plants like what happens when like we don't have enough people to like maintain or like that is a scary or thing. teach oh or yeah teach. i get what you mean you get, know what i mean yeah. for whatever reason that's just, what i like, thought of um, that's what scares me the most is uh, those things like just going off because there's nothing to maintain them mm-hmm. that's the danger right now in ukraine like how haphazardly the russians are just like treating these facilities i guess right just having firefights like right next to them and just like like abusing people that work there and like holding them hostage mm-hmm. so you keep this thing running because like we're all gonna be fucked if we don't but that is a scary thing. If there's a blackout scenario, right? You know, a giant solar burst. You know, the grids go down. Even if we can get them up in a few months, which is unlikely because everything will be gone and collapse by then. Like, the food supply will be gone by then. You know, the nuclear power plants only have so much, like, backup power, right? So it's only a matter of time yeah. before they start going off all over the world, too, right? If it's a worldwide event where all the power goes out, it's like, you better hope you don't live near fucking nuclear, like the Bruce, like, Peninsula yeah, whatever. because like there's a distance of like that, it'll just spread radiation all over the world, especially if they all start going off. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's like the thing, like, yeah. when you watch any screwed. like a post-apocalyptic show or movie. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that scares me more than, like, what happened to make it happen. It's just, like, man, everyone thinks, like, oh, it'll be fine. But... <laughs> not, not, sorry. Sorry, think it's not. Of, like, <laughs> if we, like, we we probably live close to that one that you're talking about. Yeah, the Bruce. That, that, yeah, there is, like, strong winds. Oh, especially yeah. if the, the wind currents or whatever change because of environmental disaster exactly well like we're just gonna get hit with it right so yeah the wind determines a lot look what's happening right now like uh there's forest fires all over canada yeah and most of the smoke is just enveloping like new york (laughs) and like it's like oh well as canadians we got to say sorry um we didn't mean to do that obviously but northern ontario quebec uh i think the east coast is put out for the most part west coast is still on fire like this is crazy like i've never i've never seen this much on fire in canada in a long time or ever really and like the fact that we're getting like air hazard warnings like we have to dig our masks out again basically and wear those oh really yeah they said like in new york it's like smoking six six cigarettes a day like walking around, just breathing the air. I used to smoke a pack. Of I know that doesn't Whatever. affect smokers, right? It's like no. all these healthy joggers. Are like I can't go on my run because it's smoking. That's wild. Yeah, I, I did go out last night and I saw a smoke thing on my like weather yeah. you know, on your phone. It's a little hazy, yeah. but like you just get nice sunsets. But they're getting like hellish looking like skies that are like bright orange. Oh, yeah, I've seen those pictures. It sucks 
Yep. The reason why it's happening. Yeah. But it is very like picturesque or scenic. <laughs> it's so beautiful. Know? Which it's, is just uh, like a great shame of the world, I guess, you know? It's funny because they it with all the smoke in the atmosphere and enough of it, it can actually cool the planet, right? Having enough of this smoke in the atmosphere, even though it is polluting the atmosphere and it, it is also increasing mm-hmm. like CO2 levels, it is making the planet hotter as well. But with enough smoke and cover, it could because there's been instances throughout history where there's been either super volcano that's gone off and put enough debris into the air that it cooled the earth like for a considerable considered amount of period like the dark ages apparently was had something to do with a super volcano going off somewhere in the world really and uh just like the the atmosphere all over the world was just like ash and smoke and so they had like decades it was just like much colder like a lot of people died because crops failed because the climate just suddenly shifted yeah not enough sunlight and shit yeah like we're all worried about like how our climate's shifting now like what if something like that happened or all of a sudden there's just a blanket covering our atmosphere out of nowhere like all the plants would die just that'd be a scary one Mm. i don't think we've ever covered that (laughs) could happen could happen it's all possible crazy fight I'm, I'm going on tiktok and there's all these conspiracies of people thinking that the canadian government right now is setting fires on purpose in quebec and ontario just because for two main reasons i keep seeing over and over in these stupid people's clips is one is like look at all these fires start at the same time because they're on like the forest fire website or whatever mm-hmm. it's like how do they all start at the same time right <laughs> and it just and then the next okay. bit of footage is like a news shot. I don't know if they're using stock footage, but there's a process of like having intentional forest fires. And like these dudes will basically be on a rope with like a flamethrower or like they're just yeah. dropping fire. Right. So I don't know if this news station used some B-roll of that and like because they didn't have actual footage of like the fire they were talking about. But people just took that and ran with it. And they're just like, look at this. They're in, the Canadian government's out there intentionally so they can promote climate change and, and like, force us into, like, a, <laughs> like a one-world government. And just, they all had a different rant. Yeah. But they all had the same footage. Only because of that one yeah. piece of B-roll, eh? Yeah. And there's, there's two of them. It's just, like, two 60-year-old guys like, I'm a retired forest fire ranger. It's like, <laughs> this is unprecedented. I've never seen anything like this before. And you're thinking he's going, climate change is real. But he goes, the Trudeau government is out there in helicopters <laughs> dropping firebombs. <laughs> They're killing ducks and moose and just... Oh, my God. Uh, it's like, I'm pretty sure that's not what what's happening. Um Definitely not what's happening. What's happening is there's no rain and it's hot and everything's dry. Yeah. And I I bet most of this stuff was human caused just because we're dumb and our society's dumb. We throw cigarettes out the window. Uh, we just have like reckless bonfires when we're camping. We just, When you're a teenager, you just set things on fire for fun. Did you ever do that as a teenager? Oh, I did that as a child, too. As a child? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Before you hit your teens? I guess I probably did, too. Like, probably, like, 
12. What were you setting on fire, though? Oh, like uh, little pieces of toilet paper in the bathroom sink. Oh, just by yourself? Yeah, and like I would like light a match and then oh. toss the match onto the... Right into the water right away. Just No, it sink. was like, I, so I would turn the sink on and it'd yeah. get wet, and then I'd put the toilet paper down and like light it with the match. It was like... Did that and ever turn the water on? <laughs> That's it. Yeah. Did that ever expand into anything worse, or did, you, did your fire fascination grow from there? Like there were there were like times when I was younger. <laughs> I remember my one sister was playing with matches and yeah. almost like lit the living room on fire. Oh shit! And I was like. You guys getting all these matches. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. They were just lying around. I remember that as a kid, though, knowing you weren't supposed to have them. I remember hoarding a few lighters and matches. And, like, I'm pretty sure my mom caught me once. She's like, is my eight-year-old son smoking? Like, what the fuck? (laughs) No, I just love the flames. It's true. Like, I'll go into my closet and just light the lighter and stare at it. Like, cool. One day I'm going to burn something. Oh, yeah, no. No, I never just, like, playing, like, flicking with lighters, but, um... I remember the... Just burning shit in a controlled way. Like, there was always a means... Did you ever, uh, like, whatever was burning? So you guys never discovered how, like, Axe body spray was flammable? Oh, no, we fucked around with that. Yeah. We We all watched Jackass. We all grew up watching Jackass. We know what to do. I kind of... Like, almost do that now whenever I'm grilling at home. Yeah. I have, like, cooking spray. Yeah. And I'm using, like, a barbecue. You just get a good flame oh. going. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good blast. Yeah, yeah. It feels good. A good blast of flame just gets the heart racing, right? Yeah, yeah. It's good for you. Good flash. You might lose an eyebrow, but it's totally worth it. Or a beard hair, in our case. But I remember we used to set each other on fire. I think it was with WD-40. We'd go in the woods. And we would like light our hand, like cover our hands in it, and like in in like a we'd all like put our hands in a pile and then oh light it, God. and like the last person to like to, like to stand there with their hand on fire would win. It's mm. just like, of course, our one psychotic friend, like we're all little psychos, but you know the one was more psycho. He kind of led the crew. He always stayed the longest. <laughs> he definitely got burns. Um, I remember I climbed a, this little dead tree and they set it on fire. Like from the bottom While up. While you were on. So like it. we could have set uh, started a forest fire. Fucking idiot twelve year olds we were. Yeah, yeah, that's probably how most of them. Yeah, they're just kids. Yeah, lighting themselves on fire <laughs> with, with axe body spray. That's wild. I remember we would use rubbing, like uh, hand sanitizer. Yeah. And you'd like rub it all over and light your hand, and there would just be like a blue flame. And then there's this one time I remember this kid sprayed his whole chest with <laughs> Just lit it up. Yeah, lit. And it At went, least do like, a symbol to make it look cool, right? Yeah. Like an upside yeah, down that, cross or something. The, like Daredevil or whatever. Yeah. That one movie. That one shitty movie they made. What, Daredevil? Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't shitty. I don't know. But, uh,. Yeah, that's funny. Like speak, like even speaking of the forest fires, I remember as a kid, like I kind of had two fears, right? Which yeah. were tornadoes. Yeah, I had a t- I had a big fear of tornadoes too, man. Like that's we crazy. were watching Twister, and it just was <laughs> like, oh my. God. 
That movie was our generation's Jaws, all right? You know, the 70s, they had Jaws, they're all afraid to go in the water. Yeah. We had Twister, we're all afraid to go in a field, <laughs> like, when the sky was dark. Yeah. It's the second fear I had as a, like, seriously, when I was younger, like, really younger, I had like a backpack ready to go. Like any, <laughs> you had a prepper. You had a prepper a bag. Bug out bag. A yeah, bug. a little little child bug out bag. What was in it? Like some like crayons. And... Oh no! Like I was probably like. What was the fear though? Eleven like, house fire. House fire. But okay. like just like it's weird because I love fire, but like I'm Not afraid of house. like or like in a in a, like a building. Yeah, like that terrifies me. That is spooky. I've never been in a like any proper fire. Actually, no, no, I've never been in a proper building fire. Like not like oh, uh, you know, like there is a small fire <laughs> yeah. in the other. And then they put it out on the other side of the building, but it, they 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 stomped on it and it was put out. I mean, like no, holy fuck, this place is. Uh, well, I was at a hostel where so, someone's room, like there's an electrical fire, and it caused all the sprinklers to go off, which caused an insane flood. And we were like one room away from the room that got completely flooded out, and, yeah. and it's like okay, we had to hang out in front of the hostel till like two in the morning, <laughs> till the firefighters left. But no, I've never been in a crazy fire. It must be nuts. I, I can't even imagine. I've seen uh, when I used to go out east doing like tours and stuff. Right, mm-hmm. we're going down this dirt road. There's all these nice little houses, and this is the town where most of my family's from. But I'm with all my tourists. We're coming back, and all of a sudden, this house is just fully engulfed, right? And we're watching, like, the community firefighters. Like, I know them all, too. Like, I know half the people in this town. They're all showing up just as we're getting there, so we can't even pass. So we have to pull over to the house across the street as they're, like, trying to put this thing out. But it's it's gone up like, like nothing, like a matchstick, because it's old wood like the insulation's probably horsehair which is super oh, flammable fuck. so like these old houses are like crazy flammable yeah and that's waiting dude because like we have an old house out there too like no one lives there but like same thing it can go up like that so quick so easily just a spark from like uh one of the electrical wires or something yeah that then that shit that shit terrifies me yeah. Not as much to this day, but it still is like one of my few like, oh man. What 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 did it? Like there must cuz I remember watching a few like videos in school, right? That warned you about house fires. Was it one of those? No, no. See that that's not what made me scared. I swear there was a movie we watched like, <laughs> Yeah. It was just like a bad fire. It was a bad fire. There, was it a firefighter movie? Because I, I remember think, that too. I think it was, but okay. I was like really, really young. I was like Inferno from the 90s. I'm pretty sure it was that. I, I watched that too. It was pretty dramatic. Or but, traumatic. But well. Whatever it was, it just like as a, as a young child, I guess. Like when I was really young, I'd be like, oh my God, like the house could just sit on fire <laughs> at any moment, guys. Like, Your parents must have felt like safe, though. I'd be like, look at this kid. He's just, he's taking care of us. He's going to make sure this house doesn't set on fire. No, he's but got like, bags and, and rope ladders ready for us. But it, it, it wasn't like, oh, like I'm like. I'm ready to like go to another country and be a new person. <laughs> bag. It was like, it was like the, also, which was weird, even at that 
like young of an age, probably like even being like 12 to 14, like this was a thought, like if there's a fire, I at least don't want to be like naked and have to <laughs> run out, you know? Like, so is that why you're, you're just never naked at home ever because of that? Oh no, now I just don't care. Okay. Like now it's like whatever. You'll go stand on the sidewalk naked, watch your house burn down. No I'd problem. be like, yeah, I'd yeah. be chatting it up. Just walk it, just walk off into the night. <laughs> I do, I do wonder too, because I've never, like you've said, I've never seen or been in like a major fire yeah but like i always wondered if it's like in the movies where like everyone gathers around and like rubbernecks and like gossips among each other probably it's uh i feel i like would make myself the star of the show if that happened uh, moths <laughs> to the flame man it's uh yeah you just start going into your set <laughs> your neighbors and it's like hey, you don't have any money <laughs> you okay christmas <laughs> give me your clothes I don't want your clothes. I want money. You guys make me some food. All my food is on fire. <laughs> it's uh, yeah, because we live on, and that's the thing. We, me and uh, Mikhail live on the second floor. Yeah, that's. Uh, you guys have an next plan or what? Are you I, still? Do you still have a bug out bag? No, no. Now it's just whatever. <laughs> there's, there's like two things. Whatever happens to be in your bag when you grab it. <laughs> I don't even think I'd take the bag. No. There's two things I'd take. It'd be my wallet and my passport. Yeah. Because those things in them are bitches to replace. <laughs> That's what. Yeah, that is a pain in the ass. Like, I have a little satchel with my passport and, like, sin and birth certificate. Yeah. As long as I have that in my wallet. Yeah, it's gotta get, you got to get yourself a firebox. Like, I, been, fires. I, I, like I could lose everything, but. Fuck it. I feel like it'd be refreshing almost. Just like now I'm getting to a point where... Starting new with a fire. <laughs> like a forced reset. Like, yeah. oh. It is a good way to go. It's like a Viking funeral. Not to make light of what's happening to anyone affected. Oh, no, yeah. All people's shit burning down right now. That's not your fault. That shouldn't be happening to you. But uh, sometimes you got to burn some shit down, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> I'm a bad person. So well, if my house burned down, like, I would, it would be okay. He'd blame you. He'd, he'd, the fingers would be pointed at you. Yeah, like, yeah. People would be suspecting you right away. So, I'll, I'll do my best to cover, to cover for you, Kristen. Yeah, okay. don't do that. Don't put your... Uh... <laughs> Tyler, uh, Tyler, we had a Viking funeral for Tyler's couch. I don't know if you saw the documentary. Um, a couch named Desire. It's all about uh, Tyler's couch. When I met him, he brought this couch with him to college. I met him in okay. college, and he just took it with him all the way through, living in Toronto, and then gave it to his cousin. And his cousin had to get rid of it to put in a something. <laughs> so we're like, "Well, let's just set it on fire." That's I have not seen that. And we made a whole I documentary for that. It's oddly touching. You can go on YouTube, find it. A couch named Desire. It's uh, it's a good story. We've put it in a few film festivals. It's done well. It's um, when did you make this? Probably, probably eight, seven, eight years ago. It was a it, uh -huh. yeah. We were supposed to make a sequel about a Sunfire because a Sunfire is like just it was the craziest car. Like yeah. it was so shit, but somehow lived. He like he never took care of it, but it somehow got us out to like Nova Scotia twice. Just drove the shit out of it all over Toronto and Hamilton, and he never he like never did anything for it. Refused to every time you got in it, you just feared for your life. <laughs> but we were gonna set that thing on fire. 
and do a big story about it, but it broke down in an intersection. <laughs> I'm sure, I'm sure I could leave that story for Tyler. <laughs> you, uh, you still should have gone through with the the Viking funeral at the intersection. <laughs> I know, right there. That would have been great. Just go in the back, get your jerry can out, then, just like a. Uh, contact like who would you contact if if you did something cool in front of like a, a traffic cam yeah do you think to get to, the footage yeah yeah you you would you would be like hey we're um filmmakers and we're making a documentary it might make the news so you can just you can record the news the clip from the news or the website yeah but you <laughs> want to work with like the raw footage or... i don't know if you might you're gonna be in jail though so that's the problem that's the issue Unless you get away with it. Then how you have to be anonymous and try and get it. I guess. Well, huh. You thinking about setting some cars on fire? Is that what you're thinking? No, no. I was just, I don't know. Just daydreaming. We were all, we all get I, there. I, I want, I want the, <laughs> the sequel to happen. The sequel? Yeah. Like, as you know, I'm a big he, fan. He has a pretty shitty car now. Maybe we can convince him to take it out to a gravel pit and blow it up. We we know a lot of we should we could film it in slow mo. It'll be sweet. <laughs> Create a barrier. It's insane that just that is like in the realm of like we could cobble together like a gravel pit somewhere and probably we know lots of gravel pits between me and Tyler. Don't ask. <laughs> no, how? No. I just I don't know. It's just there's gravel pits like, everywhere. Do you guys go on like? It's like where we nightly, bury our bodies. Weekly, it's where we bury our bodies. Quarterly drives where you look for these gravel pits. We or? just scout them out. We take the drone up. That's how you spot them best. Uh, and when we were uh, thermal cams, <laughs> what gravel pits are best for, and like quarries, is uh, when they fill up with like groundwater, and they just become like a sweet swimming hole. But it's always on private property. Do you ever go in those? Do like, you actually? Are you being serious about that? Yeah. You swim in gravel pits. Not recently, but yeah, like, I don't know if they're gravel pits, they're getting some kind of stone, but sometimes they would hit an underground water system and literally this whole place would fill up. There was one outside of Cambridge, uh, it was private property, but we'd sneak in, we'd like walk along the railroad track till we get there and it'd literally be like a 30, 40 foot cliff. You could just jump off oh, right God. into the water straight down. Cause it's like, it goes down like a hundred feet, like right away. And it's all like perfectly clear and there's like you'd see like machinery and like buildings and there's like a truck submerged. Like that's how quickly this place like filled up, I guess. Oh, like they couldn't even get their shit out. No. You can swim out to the middle and like climb up when the water's low enough and like uh it's real sketchy, just like a rusty gymnasium in the middle, it feels like. But yeah, we will get chased out by security guards a lot. Yeah, I've never done anything there's um those those that but like it's not getting caught by security or anything it's just like the danger what's of jumping it, what, what not even that it's like what's in the water yeah yeah like, like who's hiding stuff parasites or like uh oh you're worried about that the little critters chemicals or some shit that is true it's not like it's a running water system it's just standing water for the most part <laughs> it looks super clean <laughs> I'm uh, yeah. Invisible parasites. Who knows how many parasites I got? No, we were only worried about getting trespassing tickets, which we did get once. It was actually an actual cop showed up on a mountain bike. We're like this guy had a fun assignment today. <laughs> <laughs> like, 
<laughs> we thought he was going to be pissed when he caught us, but he gave us one, and then we all split it. And then they hired a security guard. Who How do you split a, a trespassing ticket? Like? It, it was under my friend's name, and we all just gave him money to pay it. He's a cool cop. Oh, so only so he basically made one guy be like the scapegoat. Yeah, pretty much. Oh, damn. The cop was like, he. The cop suggested it. He's like, I can give you all tickets or give you one. You can all just pay it. I'm like, okay. It's like, have a fun <laughs> bike ride. But my favorite was the security guard because he would park because you can drive in to the private entrance and sit on the other side. But we would jump on the other side of the lake. Mm-hmm. So the only way to get to us is to walk all the way around. You got to climb this big hill. And this guy was a big, fat security guard. And he had like a Labradoodle with him, which is not a good security dog. <laughs> He's a good dog, but not a good security dog. And I remember so many times we would see him trying to like sneak his way along the bushes to like, like kind of like surprises up on the cliff, yeah. and like give us tickets. But every time we knew we'd be coming and we just watch him just struggle up this hill and slip. And we're just laughing at him from the top. <laughs> and his Labradoodle will get, it, get us right away, right? Right. But he's friendly as fuck and he'd just be jumping up trying to give us kisses. And we're like... Play with you and shit. Yeah, so we would run away every time and his dog would just be with us, just bouncing with us. And we're like, mm. no, go back. And you just see him swearing, just sweating in the woods. Just like, you fucks. Give me my dog. Good, good times and like you were how old were you when you were doing this 17 17 probably yeah no, we still in high school we definitely were not you were you grew up in london right yeah we probably were going to the aquatic center <laughs> lots of parasites in there too man. yeah man that builds character that that pool the aquatic center yeah why what happens there oh i don't know it's, it's just, just a sketchy you know, pool no, it's a good pool. Just builds character it's, it's, in a good way. I guess you could say sink or swim at the uh, aquatic yeah. center. I used to go to the pool a lot more uh, here in London, and I stopped. But one thing I noticed that really kind of creeped me out is uh, there's all these helicopter parents, right, worried about their kids. There's like there's, there's predators out there. we got to watch out for the predators. And you're just like making sure they're safe. But as soon as they drop them off at the pool, they're like, have fun. And you just let their kids go in the dressing room. Yeah. Right? Like some day camp. And there's so many old naked dudes that just love talking to you. And I remember being at the pool and there's one just old naked dude just having a full-on conversation with like these 8 to 10-year-olds. They're all giggling, trying not to look at him. And he's just like, you boys have a good day. <laughs> it's a good day for baseball out there. And as he's little dicks just bobbling oh as he's like talking and shaking. I'm like, holy fuck. I'm like, there's, this is just like a pedophile playground. Those fucking... <laughs> People don't even realize. I mean, I bet you some of these dudes don't even go to the pool. They're just hanging out in the, the fucking locker room naked all yeah. day. It's like, this is great. No one's stopping me. <laughs> I don't think that's that's ever happened. There's definitely been old dudes changing, but never like openly. Oh, like, I've they've had conversations with me, which is fine. Where they're just like just drying their dick, just whacking it with a towel, and they're just like, so you live around here? It's like okay. <laughs> That was like... Um, is this going to happen to us? There was this one kid whenever we went. He would always scream like, Scotland boy. <laughs> Just weird as shit. Um, but, yeah, I guess to kind of get back 
Wow. To the end of the world. What, yeah. wait, wait, what are we talking about? Fun times at the pool. Yeah, yeah. That's what like, happens. And, and that's the crazy thing, too, is just like, all that shit's going to be gone. And that, like... The pool's going to be gone? <laughs> just, just like amenities and like all these comforts that we're used to. Yeah. I think that's going to drive a lot of people to just kind of like... Go insane, man. Yeah, we're already it's already happening. I think a lot of people since the beginning of the pandemic, people have lost their goddamn minds in all kinds of crazy ways too, in unexpected ways. So many people have gone down so many rabbit holes that have just like separated them from their families because there's so many different views now yeah. and, and like it's crazy what's happened. And uh I think people are starting to realize that more. You no know, like wherever your stance was during the whole pandemic, however you felt, I feel like people are starting to realize as a whole, like how much we were at each other's throats like, a yeah. little bit, like maybe not everywhere, but, uh, I feel like maybe the, the stupid problems that we fight about are, have shifted into something else. But yeah, I feel like no one's really fighting about the pandemic shit anymore, <laughs> which is good. Would you yeah. say that's fair? <laughs> no, I, I, it, it is. I, I just, I think it's like, you know, like, and I've even made that joke myself, where it's like, yeah. pandemic's over, bro. Yeah, like people are still getting COVID, but even like to like what you're talking about with the wildfires out east and stuff. Yeah. You know, remember the Australian wildfires? Or yeah. Like, that was, like, was twenty twenty, <laughs> but like people forgot about it quick, right? Yeah, I, and I think like just being so connected and like blunted to like things that you should be concerned about because you're just seeing there it is, all the time. It's hardly our fault. There's just so much going on, right? So much going on at one time. Me and Tyler started the podcast January twenty twenty, and that was our big topic was uh, the big Australia forest fires. And of course, that shifted into the pandemic. Episode th we did episode three on viruses, mm -hmm. and then two weeks later, COVID started taking over the world. I'm like, that's fucking crazy. That's what you guys, <laughs> that's what we thought. Like we put it out in the universe, man. Now it's happening, but we definitely didn't do that. But I feel like so much different stuff has come to light because everyone was jumping to unknown conclusions at the time especially people in conspiracies and like is trying to figure out what the right thing to do is now. Clearly we, we know so much more, but like it was insane how, how we were against each other so quickly during the whole pandemic, yeah. the whole anti-vaxxers and anti-mask just versus the, the insane people with gloves and goggles and masks and everyone in between. Oh yeah. That, that, that part of COVID was really, it was weird. And have you noticed that the people that were extra, extra cautious are still the ones today? Like, they still wear gloves and masks? Like, I feel like that's just not going to go away for them no matter what's happening in the world. Which is fine because, you know. I, I think, yeah, it's kind of a, the, the stance I took was, you know, like, and for my own personal reasons, I wasn't going out. Yeah. Even when you could because... It, I didn't want to, like, impose, well, everyone should be wearing a mask. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's my choice to not engage in those yeah, for types sure. of situations. 
So I get that some people, like, if they're immunocompromised or something, I guess, mm-hmm. if they want to take those precautions. Extra like, cautions, they yeah. They have to go out, then okay, whatever. But I feel like that this this whole thing gave them the go-ahead that just made it more publicly acceptable. Because you, you, you rarely saw it at all. Ever, ever oh, before. yeah, yeah. A lot of things changed because of... Like, you know, it's, I'm kind of glad now. Remember when it first started and if you, like, coughed? Say you, like, took a sip wrong and <laughs> You sketch people out there. real bad. Oh, God. Oh, my God. That was, uh, that was wild. People were just snabbing toilet paper. That was the weirdest one. It's like, we have to make sure we have clean buttholes, okay? Put the pasta down. Get more teepee. Yeah, I guess you can eat toilet paper. I don't know. I'm not. Uh, I already. I. I have. I don't have a bug out bag, but I do have a big plastic storage container full of food, just in case. I do have. And you and you. Sorry, you think that you can? You think you can carry like? You have to get the fuck out of here. Yeah, that's the thing you're taking with you. It's one of the things. There's how, food in how it. How big is it, though? Eh, like, it's not that. It's like a, you know, it's I, I could get more. Like you could carry it like this, with two hands, with like a, it's like a big box. It's oh, not gonna shit. last me. It's maybe three weeks worth of food, maybe at the most. But yeah, is as much as I talk about the end of the world, I'm not much of a prepper. Besides that, my girlfriend for my birthday just got me a foraging knife, Mm -hmm. which is pretty cool. And whenever I see like crazy weapons like that, which I know will come in handy in the future, right? It's like guns are going to be sparse, but everyone's going to have stabbies. And I'm like looking at the knife. I'm like, am I ever going to have to kill anyone with this knife if I end up in some crazy post-apocalyptic that's where my brain goes. Yeah. <laughs> like, if I'm in some crazy Mad Max world and I'm fighting for my life, I wonder if I'm going to have to kill someone with this. It's a good handle on it, right? Uh, but who knows what we're going to... Do you think you could ever have to? Like, if we ended up... If we delved into that world where we're all become savages again, mm-hmm. and, like, you have to protect your loved ones, do you think you could uh, take out your neighbors? If they were oh, trying man. to come through your door? If it, if it was like okay like society's gone yeah I think that just like because you know something I guess well you know there's no repercussions for what you're gonna yeah, do yeah yeah like like I, morality did the gone. Romans know like when they were in their end times like do we know if we're in ours right now like are we Romans or are we is there still like a bit look good left in the world before it's like a slow kind of like decay into what you're talking about. Well, you know what? You know my answer to that. <laughs> we're now, we're now. It's like now it's like okay, like these people are actively trying to kill me. Like I would hope, I'd like to say, yeah, like well, that's when kill them. That's but, when the literal shit hits the fan. Probably, I feel like a you know. If it's a, like a big event that, sh- that kind of shakes everything really quickly, like a power out, like a giant power outage, or you know, or a nuclear disaster, something like that, <laughs> you know, like a London Hydro guy hits the off switch for a couple minutes, or uh, yeah, you just you end up killing your neighbors. Our <laughs> bomba drops in Toronto. You know, every time the power does go out and it's longer than a few minutes. 
my first thought is I have to go fill up the bathtub with water. <laughs> right? Oh, really? Before the water pumps are all shut off in the city. And I get a... Because you never know. Because that's my biggest fear for, as far as all the apocalyptic scenarios is a solar flare that's going to wipe out all our electronics and grids and like you can't do anything. And like how horrifying that collapse is going to be. Especially living here <laughs> in a city. You know, everyone's food supply is going to run out within a few weeks. And that's all it's going to take for people to start going against each other. There's going to be... Yeah obviously pockets of people working together but when that food runs out which is gonna be quickly oh yeah people are gonna people are gonna turn on each other real quick some people will turn to nature they'll completely fish out the rivers in no time people with rifles and in uh bows are gonna be just filling the woods and killing everything they find and people think like, oh, there's lots of animals out there. I'm like, yeah, but there's going to be lots of desperate, hungry people as well. That's true. And because that's the thing. It's like a, a power outage. It's not like a bunch of people are wiped out all at once by a big disaster. It's like everyone's still alive when it happens. It's just all the lights go out and then the timer goes. Well, what about people with pacemakers, though? Wouldn't they be affected? By probably. It? Probably. So they just all like, They probably just drop, drop dead. Holy fuck. Yeah. See and and that's but that's what I'm saying is like even that's uh, even that just scares me because it's like you said like we'll we'll still be around to, yeah like, feel the effects of it no we'll just be sitting around for days like it's gonna come on any minute now guys I swear I swear just kind of crying You're like oh god but I think everyone going back to uh, do we know we're in end times I think. Everyone knows, I feel, whether, like, you're someone like me who's, like, just aware in every sense, both in his gut and just, I am I know because I have knowledge of it. I've been reading about it and learning about it for a long time, which is not good for your brains, people. Don't do that. It's not, um, and then there's the people that just, yeah, just deep down, they know there's just some ominous thing coming around the yeah. corner. And because I think we all have inert senses like that, just like most things in nature. Like we can sense almost the near future in a sense. Like I've heard researchers talk about that, who, that these people that like research telekinetic powers and psychic powers, which there's science behind. Like there's been enough research and experiments done where they know there's for certain something happening, like far beyond coincidence. And one of these things is like, can we see slightly into the future like when people have gut feelings like there's you must have heard lots of stories you're like oh i was like you know i had a bad feeling so i didn't get in the truck that day and then all of a sudden the truck crashed like that kind of shit happens all the time and animals seem to have that sense like whenever there's natural disasters earthquakes like hurricanes tsunamis like animals like know like 12 hours beforehand and they're just like freaking out They'll start leaving the area. Remember the big one that happened? Was it 2004? 2000? No, the one in Southeast Asia. Yeah. Huge devastating tsunami. That's true. I remember someone telling me, like in a little like boating community. Yeah. They're like, you know, the storm's over when the birds come back out and sing. Yeah. But like when they leave, that's the scary thing. He's He's like, like, if the storm stops, it's still quiet. He's like, it's going to keep raining. Yeah. 
obviously very anecdotal, but mm-hmm. I have noticed myself as well that trend of like because I used to be big on like going on walks. Yeah, just to clear even your head. even yeah even if it rained like I would still go out after the rain. Yeah, but I would like. Make it's raining sure. right now. You might have to walk home in it. <laughs> yeah. I'll we, give you a ride if you need it. No, no, it'll be good. I don't want you to waste precious uh, resources for the imminent collapse. That's right. Um, You might come back and demand something from me. Yeah. But like, uh, yeah. And then this shit's happening with the forest fires, right? Yeah. And that's kind of also playing into like environmental that the environment is forcing like those animals people to like all move into denser yeah it's uh and then like it's also clearing land to put put up farmland if you want like it's convenient for giant agricultural businesses right but like like how many people have you heard say like such and such place is going to be underwater in like X amount of years, yeah. right? Like, whatever talks about, yeah, we're all going to be on fire. <laughs> when, when, whenever, like, whatever, whatever is going to do that is going to force anyone living where that place was to like live elsewhere, right? Yeah. To a point where like climate refugees, essentially. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then that's going to put more of a strain onto, like, all these things I'm talking about. Yeah. Especially if these people are abandoning areas where, like, they were working with, like, hazardous material of some sort. Yeah. That's just adding an extra layer of fuckiness to the whole situation. Yeah. Once you start, yeah. Once you really start diving into, like, the kind of effects that climate change is going to have, which is... It's so much more far-reaching than rising oceans and heat. It, it's going to affect every way of life. And just reading how ill-prepared the entire world is, like the entire government, there might be countries here and there that might be like kind of, you know, they're going to fare better just because either their location or they're just, they're already kind of a progressive country, kind of like Costa They've Rica. they worked on. Like Scotland. Like they already figured out renewable energies. Like so, if like, Shit hits the fan. They're kind of they're kind of okay, but for the most part, the biggest Western countries are just so ill prepared. It's insane. Like that's the scariest part. Like if I knew all this was coming, but like I knew my country and my people were prepared, and like humans know how to adapt. But it is incredible how blind society is to what's what is happening and. They think there's so many much worse causes that we should be fighting for. This should be the one thing that unites everyone, right? Yeah, you, you would think. Having seeing how it's a worldwide problem, but no, it's it's we're still fighting over everything else, including this. The all the pe- like the amount of people now that are just denying it just because the government's saying it's happening. That's why they don't believe it, <laughs> like because there's so much ill trust in the government. Mostly because of the last three years, especially. My favorite uh, joke is uh, last night we were outside and it was cool. And I was like, global warming? Why the fuck is it so cold out here then? (laughs) That's the weird thing about where we live. Just a section of southern Ontario. I feel like we are protected from like all most of this shit. 
Because, like, we don't see the worst of it. Like, we'll get a bad storm here and there, bad winter once in a while. But I feel like so much to the rest of the Canada, they're getting the craziest shit, right? I feel like we're protected. We got the Canadian Shield to the north of us. We got, you got Great Lakes surrounding us. Yeah, the lake effect. Like, I feel like we're just, if shit keeps getting worse, we might be that little slice of paradise that, like, because this area couldn't be affected by forest fires because there's so many damn farm fields, right? What is this like these random patches of acres of woods that you see scattered around the country? Are they gonna go up? It's like no. It's like it's not like it is up north where it's just swaths of forest and that's yeah. I think uh, I don't know how close we are to like the ocean level. Yeah, which I is, could be like a a problem to what you're seeing. People, the rising lakes. Yeah, people have been saying the prairies would apparently. Went, affected with ocean it would, it would be the best to live <clears throat> it would almost become like tropical or some shit yeah like it would take a long time obviously and like that's why we got to move there now i know get our get our generations of family living there now. <laughs> get a good plot my grandpappy owned this one <laughs> yeah, it like, was just wheat like london's gonna become like partially like tropical in like a few hundred years if you let the climate keep going like this like whatever the hell survives is going to either migrate here or just like forced to evolve to live in the climate right because it's happened before because like we've we've this kind of area has been in that kind of climate like probably thousands of years ago right right but there's records of like all these different animals like even parrots that have lived in this region like just because it was like semi-tropical or was it from when uh, Earth was one solid continent, and that's why those parrots were there? I think. Well, <laughs> I think it's only a few thousand years ago. Like there would have been dinosaurs there too, right? When Pangea was connected. Yeah, yeah. That's why the parrots are there. Yeah, I don't know. How old are parrots? <laughs> Speaking of parrots, all the shit, dude. Budgies, budgies aren't parrots. But we have Budgie that keeps showing up in our yard. Uh, someone's escaped Budgie. And we see it and hear it every day now. Uh, we have a net. We've been trying to catch it. No luck. It's uh, it's used to people because it just messes with us. <laughs> like, what does it do? <laughs> like, it like, gets just close enough to us. But, like, when we try and get it with a net or get closer, oh, it just, like, flies away and squawks at us. He's trolling you. Yeah. He sits on top, like high up in the tree and just stares at you. But uh, it's cool. I like having a budgie neighbor. Just he's and all the other birds have just like took took him in. Like he just hangs out oh. with sparrows and the finches. They're just like totally fine with it. It's like let this tropical guy hang out. He's cool. Let him in. Let him in. Let him into the club. Let him in, Donnie. I just hope he flies south for winter, or else he's screwed. What if, what if like, um, he's stealing shit from you? <laughs> the budgie? Yeah, yeah, and bringing it to, like, a neighbor. <laughs> like, what could he carry? That's, I that's, dude, I don't know. Stealing my plants? Yeah, he's like, every every day you plant seeds in your little garden. Crows do that. You know that yeah. crow, you can train crows to steal things for you? Oh, yeah. Like, find money laying around, you can give them a treat. They're just yeah. like... I want that. I've been trying, been telling Tyler this. I've been trying to befriend the crow that lives along here. We definitely know each other now. Like, uh, I throw cat food for them because apparently they like cat food. Really? 
but uh, we we haven't had a good encounter yet. I told Tyler this the same episode we were talking about bird flu. <laughs> so it's like this is good. Hope my buddy doesn't give me the flu. I don't want that shit to happen. Yeah, that's why I fuck with pigeons though. Pigeons only. They, they can't they can't spread viruses to us. Oh really? Yeah. I thought we were always told that they did spread diseases to us. No, that's false information, I guess. Okay. So the pigeons are on our side. They're 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 I mean, They're supposedly, they they don't like they can get sick, but nothing that they get sick with can be passed. Not right now. This bird flu that's uh, kind of going around the world right now, it's not it's not affecting humans. There hasn't been a few human cases, which is scary because it's not what you want, especially if it starts spreading, like the bird flu spreads through all these populations. But right now, there's crazy. Both wild birds and domestic birds are all getting just like wiped out right now because of this. Really? Yeah. Like twenty twenty three. This is this is the next pandemic they're calling it. The Guardian literally Stop. had that had an article. Did you did you hear about and it was around the time The Last of Us came out that there was like a fungus uh, yeah, fungus infection? Yeah. yeah. That kinda fizzled out, but that's something to watch. Fungal infections are scary, especially as the, the, the climate warms and things get warmer and warmer. Because that's what allows fungus and spores and stuff to infect our bodies, right? It's yeah, our, it's warm, our body temperature. damp. Because yeah. our body temperatures protect us from most of the dangerous fungus. But if it's a hot world and this fungus it just has to adapt, it can eventually reach this the threshold of our temperature level and just like... Fuck be, us be able up. To fuck us up, Yeah. So that's kind of a little bit what's happening, I think. Huh. It's, uh, I don't think we're going to become crazy zombies, but... No, no. That, that We might melt. It's cool. Like, The Last of Us is cool, the concept and everything, but I, I don't... I think the worst is just, like, uh, when you get, like, uh, you know, when you're in, like, a moldy room yeah. for a really long time. It's just going to be a bit worse. <laughs> a little bit a little worse than that. Yeah, it's just a little bit worse. It's all right. We all grew up in Hey, how are room. you feeling? <laughs> He's well, infected. Well, Chris does. I hope I haven't added any more anxiety to your life or this haven't discovered any new fears on this podcast. <laughs> I do that to people sometimes. Uh, who I had Warsan on. And I'm like, what is your biggest fear? She's like, aliens. They scare me so much. I'm like, yeah. well, let me talk for the next 40 minutes and give you nightmares. Yeah. And she's like, yeah, that shit was kind of spooky. I'm like, did you watch any of the documentaries I sent you? No. <laughs> like, no, I don't want to watch those. No, man, I love it. I, I, I'm out of... Uh practice on all of these things so i i love okay. to uh shoot the breeze with someone like you who knows you know things i know things and i do my best to translate and i'm, I'm morbidly curious about it all it's uh it's scary you don't want to know don't go down this rabbit hole you only find more rabbit holes it sounds fun yeah you and gotta lead me to some more yeah, it's, it'll be, we'll do this again. Yeah, man. We're going to be uh, updating our, our podcast situation. We're possibly moving to a new studio soon. We're going to have oh, shit. possibly up to four mics. So That'd be something. We'll have uh, a bunch of guests. We'll have uh, some good roundtable discussions 
That'll be the plan. But for now, we'll be in my uh, my office. So, everyone, we're doomed. We're all fucked. That's not the name of the podcast. We're doomed. <laughs> I'm kidding.